Hello and welcome to Watch the Throne. What a lovely day. This is episode 47, Announcing the Chrome Teeth. This is our first non-movie. This is the first episode we have to watch nothing for. Yes! Yeah. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi, and I'm, and I'm pretty happy about that. <laughs> yeah. As this episode came out, we've released our episode of Magic Mike's that Joe 2 and I did, but not our boyfriend material, where we're like, we announced the switch up, where we're going every three months instead of every month. Okay. We were talking about how, you know, if you want to write in mail, like, we could do, like, a mailbag episode, because that's no prep. Like, we started the network basically saying, hey, we're going to watch a movie and do this all this stuff, but, like, now, if we don't have to watch a movie... It's great. Like, I just showed up here. We're going to record two things today yeah. that have no prep. This actually had a little bit of prep. Actually, both had prep. Well, they have prep, but it's not different as kind much. Of it's different kind, yeah. And that's a, it's something I'm trying to expand on my show next year in the new year is, like, get away from movies a little maybe, but just, like, a different type of prep. Your show, Third Time's a Charm. Yeah, that's the one. So here we are talking about the Chrome Teeth, the Charlize Theron, the Watch the Theron Awards. Yes, we finally settled on a, on a name here. The I Chrome Teeth. Very appropriate, and they look like an award. They do, and so I, I have like that. I have art that we're gonna sh- we're gonna sort of display for the actual Chrome Teeth Awards mm-hmm. show, which is right. in four weeks. But I think for this art for this episode, it's gonna be Charlize accepting her award, which we watched on oh, next yeah. week's clip show. Her okay. accepting her award, not uh, shouting out Stuart Townsend in the crowd. Hey, what up, Stuart Townsend? Uh, unfortunately, uh, not getting his own award no. this time. He's you know not in that vein. So if you listen to any of the regular episodes, which I really hope you did, because this would be a very weird place for you to enter in on. This also could be a great first episode, so you hear yeah. the best and the worst. Exactly, and you can kind of gauge our sensibilities maybe, and then go back and pick out episodes we sound more enthusiastic about. Exactly. <laughs> so if you listen to any of our episodes before this, at the end of every episode, Mike and I would nominate best and the worst of things because when we did the Cage Awards, the Keanu Awards, it was difficult for us. Like, we got the great, the, the broad strokes. So I feel mm-hmm. like we missed things as time went on. So yeah. with this one, same thing that Joe 2 and I do for Channing and Gosling, for, yep. we're nominating as we go along. But Mike and I, a couple days ago, mm-hmm. went from like 33 awards and seven pages of whatever nonsense down to, I think, like 15 awards and yeah. three pages. We seriously eviscerated our list in, in the best ways, though. It's, it's a good thing. Very positive. It's more Charlize-centric. I think we kind of turned it a little bit into a game to a degree when we were um, awarding stuff because our categories got out of control. Yes. <laughs> we, we started getting way out of hand. Which we were saying that when we were cutting it down, we didn't mind. Like, it's better to recognize things in the moment yes then be like wait what was that movie again where she blah 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 or yeah, just right. forgetting something altogether yeah and it's kind of nice that it gives those episodes maybe a little extra replay value you can go listen to like other things that got cut from the nomination list yeah so if you are listening to this the voting is open now it will be open this was another reason for for putting out this episode so people had time to vote so yes. they were like we could create some more awareness and not just exactly. drop it on people at the last second so this episode comes out friday october 19th okay voting is open at cageclub.me until friday november 9th okay so we have three weeks to vote on the best of the best and then in three weeks Mike and I are recording and that episode will come out in four weeks so recording in three coming out in four Mike and I are each going to pick our favorites for each of these categories yes and then we're going to have Amelia on who has written into the show from Australia and she will be on to because we're not going to know this is what I really loved about doing Zack Attack with Joe Mm -hmm. is that we had Montez on and I didn't know the winners like for Cage and Keanu I saw the winners I knew knew that they came in yeah I didn't know the winners on Keanu because we had a a third party oh did we? didn't we? oh it was Darcy oh duh right? yeah 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 yeah. because Keanu connection What, what I like about this what we did for Zack Attack what we did for Keanu is that we're going to have Amelia 
Julia, who has written in from Australia, who loves Charlize, she's going to know the winners. We're not going to know the winners. Nice. So I'm going to have her vote as many times she wants to vote. You can vote as many. You vote multiple times. That's There's no yeah. there's no downside. This rig it. Rig, stuff the ballot box. Montez <laughs> single-handedly led to winners in both Keanu Club and Zag Attack because she had more free time than other people. Mm-hmm. So vote early, vote often. Let us know the best and the worst. So then in four weeks when the new when the actual chrome teeth award show comes out mike and i will each pick our favorites we'll also have your favorite the fan favorite and then amelia can also chime in if if she agrees or if it's a different category or a different nominee or whatever and maybe you know she could break a tie too if that has to happen exactly before we get to our award nominations we do have an email address here on the show watch at cageclub.me we have an email today mike from angelica frattini our our fan and friend from italy subject line hi Hello. Hi, Joey and Mike. I have to confess that I already miss you and this podcast. When I read that, I was like, that's so that's so cute. That's Thank so sweet. You. Every Friday, I go to work riding my scooter. So Italian. Oh, awesome. And listening to your voices, and I'm sure I will really miss this Friday morning routine. Only one thing about Tully, it's been a surprise and the best movie me and my friends have seen this year. I also think that to really appreciate all the nuances of this movie, you have to watch it twice, which is okay. probably true. Yeah, I definitely feel like it's got replay value. As we're recording this, Tully came out today. Yep. And Amelia, who's going to be on the Chrome Teeth, tweeted about how great of an episode it was. So oh, she really enjoyed the episode. Much. So it, it I think it was every... good too. Like, not really because of, I mean, I think we were good on it. You know, it only took hundreds of episodes to get there. <laughs> but I think just the conversation we had with Jordan was really good. I think that yeah. was one of our better episodes. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you, I think you could hear we were we were at the end here in, in a way. It was the last Charlize episode for a new movie for a while. And I think we were very glad that it was very good. A so. little wistful thinking on our part. Yeah, you could say that. Oh, you did say that. So Did I? You just did. I just did, yes. I could and I did. Angelica goes on, guys, let me once again thank you for the good time you gave me. Oh, you're, you're welcome. welcome. Thank you for listening. She yeah. says, ciao, Angelica. And then she says, P.S., I liked your guest in the episode 45 gringo, Nick Jenkins. He has an amazing voice. <laughs> and we told him that before we recorded our Cinemakers episode with him about the RKSS Collective, which is also about today. Go check us oh, wow. out this talking about day. Turbo Kid in Summer of 84. And he was like, well, 10 years in radio paid off. So there we go. <laughs> That's right. He's got that velvet voice. And then, Mike, she says, PPS, if you visit Rome, I'll be more than happy to buy you a cappuccino or a couple of glasses of wine and talk about the last face. <laughs> Winky face emoji. Which oh. all I know is that when we posted on the Instagram about how terrible it was, Angelica commented and said, it's not that bad, or she really likes it or something. It was, I, it was the opposite of what we thought. I, yeah. And, and, you know, like, I've definitely come around to waking up in Reno. Uh, I, I did Have not watch it again. I did not get a chance to rewatch it for tonight but you know it's still at the top of my list I've just been really busy but look yeah we were probably we were very harsh on that movie so uh I, I get it you know it's 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 tough yeah that's the only email that we have thank here you so, so much for writing in thank you for writing in Angelica if you want to write in watch at cageclub.me we had more Do email it. on this episode on this show than we did on Cage or Keanu so that's mm-hmm. I don't think we had any on Cage or Keanu did we no <laughs> so, <laughs> so like four emails from two different people sky is the limit okay the Chrome Teeth, the Watch a Throne Awards, 15 categories, I believe. Yep. We're going to announce them, I think, unless things change, in the order that we're going to do the show. Okay. You want to go first, Mike? Sure. Oh, this is a good one. We're starting with this one. Getting I feel like off so right. our, our thing is like start cool, start good, mm-hmm. then get into the stuff that doesn't necessarily have to do with Charlize, and then sort of the bad stuff, and then end yeah, strong. Yeah, it feels like a mixtape or something, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, so. It's all about rhythm and flow. Number one. Best Fight. Ooh. Hancock versus Mary uh, from Hancock. We have Monkey versus Karasu. Is that correct? I think so. Karasu from Kubo and the Two Strings. 
Octopus Belt Fight Through Space and Time from Eon Flux, Mm -hmm. which I really like that. The Staircase Fight from Atomic Blonde, which we had to whittle down, basically... We had three fights from Atomic Blonde, (laughs) we had to cut down to one. And then finally, which totally forgot about this one, Terry Hatcher versus Charlize in the hotel room fight from Two Days in the Valley. Tough category. Actually, I'm going to reserve my judgment here. I don't want to sway the audience. I don't want to give too much thought because I think we're going to talk about this on the show. Good category. Yeah, yeah. So glad we can have it, too. Charlize kicked a lot of ass during her career. She sure did. Uh, Second category, best dance scene. Dancing on the couch with Natasha Richardson in my beloved Waking Up in Reno. (laughs) Dancing with Penelope Cruz in Head in the Clouds. Moshing in the Rock Club in Tully. Pregnant dancing and eating in the astronaut's wife in the kitchen, and the must the mustache song dance from A Million Ways to Die in the West, which she's not actually involved in, mm-hmm. but we can't not nominate because we got rid of that, that song, right? So we had to bring that in here for yeah. something. I actually wonder. And I can't nominate the dollar joke for anything. A mustache, a mustache. Hey, that song is such an earworm. I like. Ugh. So here's what's interesting: we nominated that movie for eleven things. <laughs> yeah, we cut out nine of those categories. <laughs> The only things well, it's nominated you know. <laughs> for are Best Dance and this next award, if you want to go over what the next award is. Okay. Best Charlize Outfit or Wardrobe. This is cool. Number one, A Million Ways to Die in the West. There we, we go. Got Cowboy Charlize. You know me, still waiting on... Cage Western. Western Cage. You know, pay the ghost. He's in the Halloween outfit, but it's just not enough. <laughs> uh, so next is Eon Flux. You know, pretty awesome outfits in that. Next is Atomic Blonde. Uh, I love when she pulls up the turtleneck as a ninja mask. Then we have the Huntsman Winter War, where she's sort of like her outfit, the queen. She turns into like a crow queen in yep. there and everything. Mm-hmm. And then Mad Max Fury Road is Furiosa. Of with, course. With her bionic arm. Five great outfits. Best death. Now, these are Charlize's death. Hmm? These are all of the deaths, I believe, that she died in all of her movies. So this this is sort of like a reigning category, right? We've had this for everyone so far. This is the most interesting one. <laughs> you know, on the latest episode of Magic Mike's, Joe and I were talking about, is Ch- Channing hasn't died yet. Wow. I don't know if he does die. He's immortal. We'll find out. <laughs> Best death, accidentally thrown off a balcony in the yards. Oh, right. Yeah. Inside the fight with Joaquin. I forgot this about that. nuts. Killed by an earth monster in Children of the Corn 3. He who Harvest. walks beyond the rose. Kills herself in the mental institution in The Devil's Advocate, which, which is kind of counts, but also was sort of a dream. Oh, right, yeah. Mercy killed by James Spader in Two Days in the Valley when she's bleeding out after she stumbles mm-hmm. across town. Thanks, James Spader. Pinned to a flaming car and driven off a cliff, which then explodes, <laughs> the car explodes, in Reindeer Games. Which is, like, what makes that worth sitting through. You yeah. know, it's like, we're sorry we put you through this. Here you go. <laughs> Rolled over by a spaceship in Prometheus at the very, oh, very yeah, end. Yeah. Sacrificing herself to save Kubo twice in Kubo and the Two Strings, both as his mom and as monkey. Yep. Shattered by the broken mirror in the Huntsman Winter's War. Or, in the first one of that series, stabbed by Snow White and Snow White and the Huntsman. Dies in both movies. One character, two deaths. Or walks off into the cold post-apocalypse in the road. Which is, this is the one <laughs> that we weren't sure if we were going to keep or not, but she I, did die, so... I could have sworn we cut this down. We did not. <laughs> I refused. Because <laughs> I have a thing about off-screen deaths, but it's fine. It's all right. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, this is always a fun category. These are the, these are two. Like I don't. Depending on how much you act this out, I'll de- will depend on how much I act right. the next I'm, one. I'm out. not gonna I'm not gonna go too far tonight. But best line is the next category. So first up is "Call me crazy one more time" from Hancock. Oh, then we have a long one here. Um, Did you not smoke every girl in every fucking pageant you ever entered? That's what I thought. You're a winner, Elaine. You've always been a winner. Who's daddy's blue ribbon girl? That's right. I am. I'm the blue ribbon girl. 
from Gringo. Beautiful. What is, what is this, book club? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's my show. <laughs> Next up, I'm my own bitch now from Atomic Blonde. Yep. Then we have, let's hit the woods in the back of the school and grab some of that Star Wars juice <laughs> from Young Adult. I forgot about the Star Wars juice. Oh, I love it. It's my cantina bar. Remember me from Mad Max Fury Road? Not a lot of dialogue in those Mad Max movies. Nope. Rita Corny Michael from Arrested Development. The world is a loud toilet from Tully. Then we have, when I get back in the room, you better be wearing nothing but a candy cane in Reindeer Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, why live only a quarter mile at a time when you can live your whole life that way? From Fate of the Furious. Maybe the only good moment by Cypher, but it's that's a, a great flip, line. Flipping Dom's line on him. And then finally, you'll never meet someone like me again from Monster. There we go. And then similarly, but a different category, we have Best Freak Out. So this is when it's not necessarily just her speaking, but it's her aggravated, upset, antagonistic, whatever. Yeah, reaching that other level. Do I have a kid or a fucking ukulele? Say what you mean. You think Jonah's retarded. This is the real me when I'm not licking your asshole. Surprise! From Tully, our last movie. All right. Fuck you, you fucking bitch. Oh my god, you should see your face. It's a joke. Are you just going to stand there like a big lump? I love your sweater. Dude, from Young Adult. You are killing these. Well, thank you. He fucked me, or just the whole movie, in The Devil's Advocate. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, a line and just her freaking out that entire it's a, it's film. It's a freak-out performance. I want her heart! From Snow White and the Huntsman. <laughs> oh my fuck. I meant not literally, literally. Literally is a thing people say now. It doesn't mean a thing from Gringo. Gringo, not without its moments. Like the Charlito Copley moments. Yeah. Like some Charlize moments. You know, aside from yeah. Devil's Advocate, which was obviously most of the movie, mm-hmm. all these other ones are from the last, like, six or seven years. Like, she really got into wow. that crazed... Pumped it up. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, this is a perfect category for you to do because you are so passionate oh, about yes. one of the nominees in this. <laughs> I insisted. I knocked De Niro off this list for the man right here. So we have best non-Charlize actor, male, Cuba Gooding Jr., as Carl Brashear in Men of Honor. I mean, I'm so glad we did this, if nothing but to discover Men of Honor for some reason. Yeah. Next up, Michael Fassbender as David in Prometheus. I like how you said David. Tried to do my android voice. Next up, Nicholas Holt as Nux in Mad Max Fury Road. Yep. Then we have Patton Oswalt as Matt Freehoff in Young Adult. And finally... Will Smith as Hancock in Hancock. Good category. You know, I was happy with this run because we never had a Will Smith movie before. We had two in this. We had Legend of Aggravance and Hancock. That's right. Early on when I was considering who we would follow up Cage with, you know, Will Smith was my favorite actor in like the 90s and early 2000s. He's pretty good. I don't want to watch all of his movies. Me neither. Although I do want to watch whatever that Winter's one is where he plays a devil with Colin Farrell. Uh Uh-huh. I see that again. Man, man, oh man. It's also got um, Russell Crowe. Winter's Tale. Winter's Tale, yeah. But uh, Russell Crowe in that is pretty good as the demon. Yes. Next All category, right. similarly, the, the, the counterpart, the complement to the last category, best non-Charlie's actor female. This is a stacked category. I mean, they mm-hmm. both are, but this one I think especially. It took a while to get one of these, but then we had a really strong showing, I think. Christina yes. Ricci as Selby in Monster. Frances McDormand as Glory in North Country. Kristen Stewart as Snow White in Snow White and the Huntsman. Mackenzie Davis as Tully in Tully. And Natasha Richardson as Darlene in Waking Up in Reno. Very good. Now, one thing to point out is that we went through the entire run of Watch the Throne without nominating an actress for worst <laughs> non-Charlie's female. Right. However, 
not a good thing because it usually meant that there was not another person in the movie that either right. had a, a large role as a woman or had a meaningful role as a woman or yes. was just in there at all. You know what I mean? So Couldn't be a category. We ditched the worst non-Charlie's actor male because we didn't have a female counterpart. Yeah. And plus they're not about her. I, th- I like recognizing yeah. the best that isn't mm-hmm. her, but I also I don't want to dwell yeah. too much on the negative. And to stay positive. Yeah. Yeah. And we got to dip into some of the supporting cast here every once in a while. So staying positive, so not this next category, though. No, no. I mean, you know, it's not all good. This, these are at least this one's fun. So we have worst love story. Yep. Kevin and Marianne from The Devil's Advocate. I think that's pretty obvious. Ashley slash Millie and all three guys from Reindeer Games. It's a very it's a complicated complex, web that they weave. It's and we also weird as yeah. a side story. Side note: we <laughs> cut out love triangles, mm-hmm. so that is not in place of it, but that's kind of a a shout out to that. Yeah, it's a crossover a bit. Peter Sellers and Britt Eklund. The mm-hmm. life and death of Peter Sellers. Definitely toxic. Based on a real-life terrible marriage. Mm. Sarah and Nelson from Sweet November. We did a whole which... podcast about Keanu Reeves and both movies with Charlize nominated here for Worst Love Story. <laughs> Although, for his show, might have been Best Love Story. You know Could what I mean? Been. From his perspective, yeah. it's hard to say. That's Men are terrible. <laughs> and finally, Ren and Miguel Leon from The Last Face. Your so. favorite movie, our favorite movie. Sorry. Best love story, here we go. Eileen and Selby from Monster. Beetle and Monkey from Kubo and the Two Strings. Jill and Joe from Mighty Joe Young. Lorraine and Delphine from Atomic Blonde. Wait, that's Charlize and the Ape? I thought that was... Wasn't that for originally Charlize and Bill Paxton? No, that was worst love story. Oh, so I thought this was worst. <laughs> no, okay. no, 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 no. Her, her and the monkey. She loves the monkey. We're the stuck monkey with loves it. her. I, yes. It's more of a brotherly love, but we're good. It's still a love story. I'm happy. Don't get me wrong. Lorraine and Delphine, Atomic Blonde, and Marlo and Tully, which is sort of mm-hmm. iffy in Tully. But still, we don't want to give anything away. I still think that works. Here's here's what's interesting to me. Two lesbian love stories. Yeah. Actually, we can spoil Tully because we already talked about Tully. Uh, a self-love story in Tully. Mm-hmm. Uh, an animated love story between uh, oh, yeah. cre- uh, a monkey beetle and a beetle. Monkey. Yeah. And then um, a, a love story between <laughs> a, a woman and an ape. And a giant ape. No man treated Charlie's well in this whole podcast. True. Oh, man. it's This was a tough podcast, I gotta admit. like it Not was, great. The highs were very high. I had a lot of fun along the way, but it was... Difficult. It was difficult. The highs were very high, but this next category, the lows were very low, Mike. Oh, brother, my brother. My brother in podcasting. What <laughs> my brother, my brother, what has done? It's just a done? little bit of what we had to go through here. I mean, this could have, this could be so much longer, but worst film. We have Celebrity. We have another Woody Allen film, The Curse of the Jade Scorpion. We have the TV movie Hollywood Confidential, which I think I'd rather watch you know, first out of this entire list again. Yeah, probably. Um, we have the unfortunate The Last Face. Sorry, Angelica. Sorry, Angelica. Sorry. <laughs> and then we have The Life and Death of Peter Sellers, yeah. which, despite the tooch as Stanley Kubrick, can't can't hack it. Sorry. Yeah. But it did have the tooch as Stanley Kubrick, so go see if that's on YouTube or something, because he deserves his own movie. He was close <laughs> to nomination in that one category, but we had to cut him because it just wasn't a big enough part. Best of the worst, most fun, bad film. So not good movies, but the ones that we enjoyed watching and talking about. Eon mm-hmm. Flux, yeah. The Astronaut's Wife. Yes. Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest. That was our first episode. Yeah. I just realized that because it came up on a show of mine. Yeah. 
Reindeer Games and Sweet November. Very apt list. I like that list. Like those again. Like those were movies that are bad but fun. Like the category says. Yep. Okay. Next up, where's Charlie's role? You know that we're. I don't think there were too many of these. Uh, no, there. We weren't. also cut a category. Didn't we cut another sort of category similar, which was like most underused. Most uh, well, we have most wasted performance next. We okay, kept that in here. Okay, good. We have something else that I think that I don't remember what it was. We did. We definitely did cut something. Okay, go back and listen. Maybe some one of our old episodes. Anyway, where's Shirley's role? Uh, Cipher from Fate of the Furious. Ella in Battle in Seattle. Which boy? Jolene in Sleepwalking, who disappears for yep. you know the entire movie. Supermodel in Celebrity. Not even a name. Doesn't even get a name. And Sally in Hollywood Confidential. Who gets beat which, up and then drinks soup for the rest of the movie. <laughs> that was so strange, that one. Similarly, but not quite as bad, most wasted Charlie's performance. Right, like these were so these were like good roles or something, but it just wasn't on screen enough or just there is one crossover here utilized. one of both categories because it does okay. fit both categories but it's it, it is sort of different but Britt Eklund in The Life and Death of Peter Sellers and then once again from the last category Cypher from Fate of the Furious mm-hmm. that not only is it bad but it feels like it could have been so much better Elaine Markinson in Gringo the narrator in the opening 45 seconds of Astro Boy, <laughs> and then Queen Ravenna in the second Huntsman movie Huntsman yes. Winter's War right. first one fantastic yeah. second one you paid Charlie's $10 million there? It was a weird prequel sequel. It's so strange how that movie hopscotched the first movie. Narrator was Astro in Astro Boy. I just want to say because of her extensive accents and like how well she pulls off, which was another category accents and stuff. We mixed. Yes, but this sort of represents you know a little bit of the remnants of that category. Oh, this is a fun one. So definitely glad that we have this category. Most badass role. Yeah. So up first is Eon Flux from Eon Flux. Mm-hmm. Imperator Furiosa from Mad Max Fury Road. Yep. Lorraine Broughton from Atomic Blonde. Mary Embry from Hancock. And Queen Ravenna from Snow White and the Huntsman. Just the first one, though. Not both, just the first one. I mean, yes. I guess it's the same character, but yeah. specifically that first one. She's not as badass in the second one. In Although the first she, does, one, she has some moments, but on, but on She's whole, like sucking out souls and doing the whole life force thing. Shang Tsung moment. It's totally. <laughs> Down to two categories left. The big ones. Best film, Atomic Blonde yes. in the Valley of Ella. Yes. Kubo and the Two Strings. Yes. Mad Max Fury Road. Yes. Monster, mm-hmm. The Yards, Minor Near Masterpiece. Ma- near, near Masterpiece, The, the yards. yards. Agree. Tully, Young Adult. Yes, those two Reitman movies there. Yep. Reitman and Cody. Uh, I'm glad In the Valley of Ella is getting some representation there. That was a good movie. That was. Don't know if I'm going to watch it again, but I very good. It's one of those I might not watch it again, but I'm definitely going to suggest it to everybody. Go check that one out. Final category. Best Charlize role. 46 episodes, or 40, right? 46 episodes. 46 episodes. We watched 45 movies. 10 things. And here's what we got. Eileen Wernos from Monster. Candy Kirkendall from Waking Up in Reno. Detective Emily Sanders from In the Valley of Ella. Imperator Furiosa from Mad Max Fury Road. Josie Ames from North Country. Lorraine Broughton from Atomic Blonde. Marlowe from Tully. No last name. Mavis Gary from Young Adult. Monkey from Kubo and the Two Strings. And finally, Rita from Arrested Development. And that's it. There you have it. What I like about what we do, and this is me patting ourselves on the back, because we, I, we, <laughs> I think we're overly critical of ourselves sometimes, but I also do want to give us credit for it, because I think this is a good blend of 
her actual best and worst stuff, but mm-hmm. also our weird. There's no way that Re- Waking Up Arena should be nominated here a couple times for different things, or you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's our personal take yep. on these things, and yeah, it's, it's it's a blend of the show and also her performances. Right? Stuff. No, right? Yeah, I th- I feel like we are reflected through our choices here. You know, it's like I said earlier. I mean, I kicked De Niro off the list so I could have Cuba on there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Cuba and the Two Strings. Oh, now that'd be interesting. He's done some voice work, I think. Remake. Reboot, gritty reboot. Part two, Kuba and the two strings. Sequel, and the three strings. Oh, and then the part three would be Kubo and the four strings. Yep, which is just a bass guitar. <laughs> Kubo plays bass. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the Chrome Teeth? Which remember, go to CageClub.me, vote early, vote often. It'll be on the main page and also on the sidebar, or if you're on mobile, at the very bottom. Uh, you know, vote as many times as you want. Really, we're not joking. No, yeah, seriously. Vote as many times as you want. Reggae. Stuff that ballot box. The only the only restriction is that Mike and I can only vote once, and then yep. we have our actual selections when we do it. But mm-hmm. vote early, vote often. Mike, any last thoughts about the Chrome Teeth nominations? No, no, not necessarily. Oh, there was one. You know, she'd never direct. She hasn't directed yet. Correct. So that was just one thing while I was perusing this week, you know, looking over all the stuff. I was like, that surprised me. We had a Keanu movie, we had a Cage movie, but we haven't yet had a, Sh- a Charlize movie. I'd love to see her direct a movie. That'd be awesome. That's basically the only thought that popped into my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing really about the nominees or nominations or the awards or anything, but that just direct something. Feels like, and maybe this isn't the case, if she was on more Arrested, maybe she would have directed one of those. Like, I feel like oh, on yeah. TV, it's sort of like an easier... You can kind of step in for actors and stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, but cool. So for all things Watch the Throne, all 46 episodes up to this point, this is 47, go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, or at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram. Also go to cageclub.me to vote on these awards. Vote, vote, vote. Email us, watch at cageclub.me. Snubs and flubs. There we what go. Do, what do we miss? Yes, exactly. What, what did we get wrong? <laughs> Let us know. We will shout it out on the final episode, the Chrome Teeth, which will air right. in four weeks from today. That's right. You have three weeks to vote at cageclub.me. Vote early, vote often. We're also going to post on Twitter and Instagram. I haven't made them yet, but I will by the time this comes out. For your consideration pictures. Oh, cool. Yeah. That I've done for Zach Attack and Thank for you. Keanu Club. If you want to be a refresher course of what who these people are, what the movies are, go check this out at Cage Club Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And remember, Cage Club me to vote, vote, vote. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. And we'll see you next week for the Charlize Theron Watch the Throne clip show right here on Watch the Throne. Shorty get down, good love. Baby got them open all over town. Strictly bitch, you don't play around. Cover much ground, got game by the pound. Getting paid is a forte. Out of my mind. Wow. I think about the girl all the time. Wow. Wow.